everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today in episode number 262 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today, we're going to talk about one emotion that every runner experiences, frustration. So many runners think that frustration is a bad thing. They think that they shouldn't feel frustrated or that feeling frustrated means that they're doing something wrong or that means that they're not going to achieve their goals. This leads them to doubt their ability jump from plan to plan and and allows short-term setbacks to derail them from long-term goals. But what if instead we just start to see frustration as part of the process? This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So today we're talking all about frustration. We know this is something that all of us experience it. I experienced it multiple times today. Yeah. Um, ju- just today. <laughs> yeah. So what we Inside wanna... and outside of running. Yeah, totally. Um, so what we want to do here is give you three steps uh, to start this process so that frustration is something that you can use instead of just constantly fight against or like push down and pretend like it doesn't exist because exactly. it exists and we all deal with it. Yeah. We all handle frustration on a daily basis in running, in life, in work, in family, in relationships, in right? trying to outline a podcast to record it. Exactly. We are a little late recording this podcast because, you know, sometimes things don't always go smoothly. And when things don't go smoothly, a lot of times frustration is the emotion that a lot of us experience. It's episode number 262. I was trying to create an outline about marathons because it's 262 and the outline just, it did not come together. Oh, that's what you were trying to do. Yeah. That's why you were so frustrated. Yeah. It was not coming together oh, at man. all the way that I wanted to. It was just confusing. And so now we have an episode on frustration, which is spot on. It's pretty spot on <laughs> for like the whole process of outlining that. Yes, and indeed. also for marathons, like there's going to be <laughs> plenty of frustration if you decide to train for a marathon. And so you can use this. So yes, 262. Now I understand why you were like in that spot today. Cause like Kevin was in this weird spot where I'm just going to take a little tangent here, like in trying to, because we're going to, we love to be real with you guys. Right. It's true. And so I asked Kevin, Kevin, he was going to, um, outline this podcast episode for us. And he was like trying to explain to me what he was thinking about. And I was just, I wasn't getting, I'm like, why don't you just outline it? And then like process through your thoughts, because a lot of times that's what Kevin, that's one of the things that helps Kevin process his thoughts is like by writing things down. And when I read through the outline, I just still wasn't understanding it. And I was like, and then I could tell you were just like exasperated by that point. Could you just explain it to me? I'm like, you've just read a page and a half. (laughs) What what do you want me to explain? Read it and get it. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. So is the frustration. I get sometimes when I teach my kids, I'm like, I just explained it to you for 40 minutes. Now just solve the problems. And they all look at me like, I don't know what Pythagorean theorem is. Yeah. But it wasn't exactly about marathons. It was kind of like a roundabout training plan thing that you had kind of talked about. But yeah, now I understand though, because, and you had mentioned this a a couple of weeks ago too, that 262 is coming As we were approaching episode 262. Yes. Okay. So now I can understand where some of that frustration is coming from. So that's perfect actually mm-hmm. for today. So let's talk about this three-step process. And this is something that you guys can use when it comes up in your running. This is something that you can use when it comes up in any area of your life, because like you guys know, we think that running is essentially just that metaphor for life. And it's one of the tools and the vehicles that we can use to evolve into 
better, not, not better, but the next version of ourselves, we can use it to, (laughs) to grow into the next version of ourselves and to, um, continue to evolve. And you you get stuck on better because better suggests that we're not good. Now you're all good. Everybody listening, you're all amazing, but you can still evolve and be better. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. Isn't that where your hang up is? Yeah. That's my hang up is that, yes. Is that if if you're you're better in the future, that doesn't, that means that that like assumes that you're not good right now. You're all good. All of you listening are amazing people and you can still be better. Especially if you're actually watching us on YouTube, because if you're actually watching us on YouTube right now. um, So if you're listening to this in a podcast player, yes, we do put these episodes on YouTube. So (laughs) there's probably a lot of people listening right now. They're going like, wait, there's a YouTube for this? Yeah. Everything is real life runners on all the platforms. So if you're not following us and on Instagram, that's where, um, I am the most active right now at real life runners. We're at real life runners on YouTube. We're at real life runners on Twitter. I'm going to be tweeting more. You're going to tweet. I'm going to start tweeting more. You're going to make me you, a tweet. I, <laughs> I think you should start tweeting more too. I should start tweeting more. You like, you like the Twitter. I do like Twitter. Um, it's a dangerous rabbit hole. It's going to be fun though. I think it's just like throwing out random thoughts and like seeing what what kind of starts to resonate with people? No one wants to jump inside my head 24 no, seven. It's a I bad mean, place. I've been, I've been there for trying to figure that out for 20 plus years <laughs> now. So there we are. It's so back to the concept of feeling frustrated. Feeling. <laughs> exactly. So you guys can use this process, um, to process, to process any frustration, um, and really any emotion if we're going to just completely generalize it, but let's just start with frustration. Okay. So step one, when you're feeling frustrated, the first step that you need to do is just notice it, right? You need to notice that you're feeling frustrated. And so many people don't, aren't even really aware of what frustration actually feels like. And they just try to ignore it, right? They, they kind of can feel something coming up. They can feel like, but they're not really sure. Sometimes they're frustrated. Sometimes people say they're angry, like, and there are differences. It's nuanced differences, but there are differences between all these emotions. You know, there's frustration, there's anger, there's disappointment. There's all of these quote unquote negative emotions. And sometimes we just kind of start to feel a negative emotion. And so we just try to ignore it and push it down. And unfortunately, when that happens, that leads to a lot of times it just building up inside of us and then affecting other areas of our lives because frustration and some of these other negative emotions, it's one of those things that doesn't usually just go away if we don't actually process it. It just kind of like we shove it down and then it builds back up and then we shove it down and it builds back up. And every time it builds back up, it gets a little bit stronger and a little bit more powerful. I mean, it is a great concept of how to like build a running base of just kind of keep packing in the miles and then let it build up a little more and pack. It does not work for uh, ignoring your feelings and shoving them down. Are you sure? I think it just creates a massive foundation of pack down feelings that eventually will explode out at some point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ever. Like a volcano. Like a volcano. (laughs) Yes. A volcano is an excellent metaphor for this, but that is really what does happen. Right. And so and, and I think all of us have experienced that, right? All of us have experienced kind of that seemingly innocuous event or something that somebody says that just sets us off. And we're like, what, where did that come from? Yes. Yes. Because you, especially if you're a parent, Yeah, <laughs> we've all had that experience. The last straw is never big enough right. that it should lead to the explosion that suddenly comes out, but it's simply the last straw. And now you get all the emotions from the past, I don't know, several days to several years of feelings that you've been packing down. (laughs) I thought you were going to say decades. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, fine. We're trying several to, days or several decades. We're trying to avoid big numbers as I just hit a birthday also. It's continuing to discuss happy frustration. Happy birthday to Kevin. No, no, we're not doing that again. Yes. Um, you guys can wish him happy birthday on Instagram. So you point out one of the big things here is that people are not always aware what frustration feels like. And sometimes frustration feels like anger or it feels mm-hmm. like disappointment, but they all are in fact slightly different. So just pausing to notice like I'm getting some weird, uncomfortable sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I feel just agitated. Like, like I can't focus on anything. I can't form a clear thought. Uh, like I've just, when you're feeling frustrated, when I feel frustrated, I feel very like antsy, like, mm-hmm. like tingly sensation almost mm-hmm. like all over it's like I can't sit still yeah. which I enjoy sitting still sometimes and mm-hmm. I, I can't do it when I'm frustrated that's my personal sensation yeah. but that's not how other people feel it like other people feel like like tightness in their chest mm-hmm. like it's a difficulty breathing with frustration so you got to figure out how frustration hits you particularly mm-hmm. and and that's just really paying attention to how these feelings then physically manifest inside of your body right because when we say it's a feeling, that means that you actually feel it. Like it is, like you said, it's a physical manifestation in your body. So this step one is you noticing where, when I'm feeling frustrated or when I think I'm frustrated, where do I actually feel that in my body? Like Kevin said, you know, ask yourself where you feel it. Like, is it in your chest? Is it in your shoulders? Is it in your neck? Is it in your lower back? Is it a headache, right? Like people sometimes feel pressure in their head. Sure. Um, Kevin, you, you tend to feel it like, is it a tingling like all over your body or just like your hands? No, or? like all over. It's like all I just, over. I feel, I don't know. Yeah. I, like there's I, just, yes. Yeah. I can't sit still. It's just like the, mm-hmm. like you got, like you want to shake it out, mm-hmm. uh, but there's nothing there. I mean, there is there's yeah. frustration. There's frustration for me. It seems it's more of like a pressure. Um, and it's, I would say it's, it's like chest and shoulders for me, okay. like, and sometimes up into my neck, but a lot of chest and shoulders for me, like when I'm feeling frustrated. Um, and I think that one of the things too, is like, I'll notice that sometimes like I'm getting tense, like in my hands or like somewhere else, right? Like sometimes you could just like tense up and not even realize it. You look down and you're like, why am I making why clenched am I making fists? fists right now? Right. <laughs> Um, so I think that this is step one is just noticing where in your body do you feel it and what does it feel like, right? How can you describe it? What word can you put on that and just breathe and let it like, just notice what does this actually feel like? So this is a lot of, this is similar to say effort level training, which is one of the ways that we coach our athletes is understanding how running at different effort levels feels within your body, right? How does your breathing feel? What do your legs feel like? How does you know, your arms, are they, are they relaxed and next to you? Are they pumping harder? Like what's actually happening in your body at a level two versus a level eight, right? So it's, it's kind of that body check-in. Yeah. And there are, there are clear differences. And the more you practice this, the more you can recognize your sensation of running at different effort levels Mm -hmm. and the more you can like fine tune it. You know, we've argued for years going back about how many effort levels there are. And I mean, the answer is not argued. The answer is infinite. Um, but we settled on 10 and which seems like a a solid compromise from infinite, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it's very important that you kind of like check in with these things because for the same reason that when you start to say, 
I'm feeling frustrated. What is that sensation? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I get this sort of like tingly, like antsy feeling inside. If I'm like, I think I'm, I'm frustrated, but that's not the sensation I get. I'm like, mm. wait, 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 this is not frustration. This is something else. Yeah. Same thing with every base training. You're like, no, no, I'm pretty sure this is a level two. Wait, I am breathing remarkably hard. Mm. This might not be a level two. So being able to recognize the, the cues of all the different, of what that feeling is in your body of like, right, when I'm frustrated, I feel like this versus mm-hmm. I'm not feeling that. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's something else mm-hmm. because you're not getting that same sensation from frustration. Yeah, exactly. Um, and same goes with like aches and pains in our body, right? A lot of times we tend to try to just ignore this, especially as runners or like you, you kind of feel like that thing in your calf kind of like, hello, I'm here. And you're like, Anna, you're not, you're not really there. <laughs> no, right? We not. just, we just kind of try to ignore that. We're just going to keep running. Right. Like, and you wake up the next morning and it's still there and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll feel better when I'm like a mile or two into my run and you go out on your run again. Right. And it's one of those things that if you keep trying to ignore it and you don't actually notice it, it's going to keep building and it's going to keep getting worse. Same thing with frustration. And then that thing will bubble up and you Explode will not be able like to a volcano. <laughs> no one wants a calf volcano. Nobody wants a calf volcano <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> no, I did. I just said it. Did you, were you not? <laughs> no one expects the Spanish inquisition. Perfect. Okay. All right. So step one is notice it. Step two, after you notice it, and you actually see how it actually feels within your body, okay? Step two is to actually accept it, right? We can accept that frustration is there because so many people think that frustration is something bad and it's something that we need to fix or that, and then that means that there's something wrong with us. That means that we're doing it wrong. That means that we're not good enough, right? In some way. And What we are here to help you understand is that frustration is something that all of us experience in running, no matter how long you've been doing it, no matter how far you run, no matter if you have won a marathon like this guy over here, or if you've never run a marathon at all, like me, right? It's something that all of us have experienced at some point. There is just frustration inherently built in to running because like what, you know, what we like to say is that running is a way to challenge ourselves. Running is a way to grow. And guess what? Anytime we grow frustration comes along for the ride. Right. And so nothing has gone wrong. If you experience frustration during your running, during your training and Another thing that's important to keep in mind is that when we fight something, like if we try to pretend that like frustration's not there and we try not to accept it, like I'm not going to accept this, like I'm going to fight against it. Like we actually give power to that thing that we're fighting against. Yeah. You can't actually defeat frustration with, with willpower. No, like it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like you're just frustrated and then you're going to try and like physically battle your emotions. Like that's not going well. So then you're just still frustrated. Possibly now you're more frustrated that you weren't able to shove the frustration down. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to end up taking that out on the people around you, which is not a healthy process. Like, you're still frustrated. You're not getting rid of frustration. You may be venting, but you're not actually ridding yourself of frustration. You just have to accept, yes, I'm frustrated now. And just 
be frustrated. Mm-hmm. Maybe step away from some other people. Maybe step away from whatever it is that's currently causing frustration if you have the ability to step away. Mm-hmm. If not, just accept like this is a frustrating situation, but I don't have to become all negative and and all like mad and obnoxious at the people around me. Mm-hmm. This can be a frustrating situation and I can still try my best to be light towards people around me. Uh, this happens a lot. I've I've seen it as I was getting ready for ultra marathon they said just just let people have a little bit of a pass once they hit an aid station after mile 50 because they might not be in their best of moods when it was like so i tried to make a conscious effort as i hit aid stations i know that i'm frustrated i know i'm not going as fast as i wanted my stomach is hurting but i tried to not be a jerk every time i showed up at an aid station for us for you guys like you guys were driving along in the car doing your best to take care of me so there's no reason for me to be all mad at you guys it's yeah because you knew it wasn't us right you were frustrated at how your body was feeling right so don't take frustration at at one thing and take it out on the people people around you because that's not helping anything. Well, and here's the thing too, right? Like if we can actually stop fighting it and giving our power to that thing, then we can actually take our power back by just accepting it, right? Like if we can accept it and just accept, like Kevin said, that frustration is there. I'm feeling frustrated right now. We now have the power to choose how we act. When we're feeling frustrated, we can allow that frustration to drive our actions and act in a frustrated way or act in, you know, whatever way the frustration wants to play out, or we can choose to act in a different way. We can choose to kind of just accept, okay, frustration is here, but that's not how I'm going to act. That's not what I want to act from, right? Yes. I want to act from love or I want to act from patience or I want to act from gratitude. Like I know my family's out here giving up their whole day, their whole weekend for this. Like yes. I want to act from gratitude, even though I'm frustrated with my body, I can still be grateful that they're here. Because you can be experiencing frustration, mm-hmm. but that doesn't have to be the only thing that you've got. Yeah. Like you pointed out a couple of like, examples. I'd like to act from gratitude or love. Mm-hmm. Those didn't disappear just because frustration showed up. Frustration just might they're be- still available. They're still available. Yeah. Frustration just might be trying to, you know, shove those feelings down. Mm-hmm. It's trying to make itself to the forefront. That's mm-hmm. what makes it so frustrating. Well, I think that <laughs> that's a really important point that you point out is that there can be multiple emotions that all coexist, right? Yeah. You can be frustrated and you can even be frustrated over one situation and just kind of compartmentalize that sometimes, which is kind of the opposite of what we're talking about here, because we were talking about how frustration can bubble over into other areas of our life. But that's a lot of times if we're trying to ignore it or if we're trying to fight it. But if we just accept that it's there and it just is kind of part of the process sometimes, then it actually starts to get a little smaller. If you've ever noticed, right? Like even if we go back to step one, where we're just noticing it and allowing that frustration to be there, And just saying, okay, where does this, where do I feel it in my body? What does it actually feel like? And you're just breathing and trying to notice this. You'll probably notice also that the intensity of that emotion will start to lessen over time, right? Because if you're actually just noticing it and accepting it and allowing it to be there, you are then taking back your power over that situation. And that's the story of the trouble tree. The trouble tree? Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. So um, a, a guy was driving his coworker home and he he stops at the guy's house and, mm-hmm. and lets him out. And before he drives away, he knows that the guy goes up to a big tree in the front of his house. 
And he literally, he reaches into his pocket, doesn't take anything out, but he reaches into the pocket and then touches one of the branches on the tree and reaches into the pocket and touches another branch on the tree, reaches into a pocket, touches another branch, just keeps touching random branches on the tree. Mm-hmm. And then pauses for a second and then goes into the house and you know the door opens his kids come running to him gives everybody a hug oh the guy goes to pick him up the next morning he goes um what did you do there yeah like yes Shay, when i dropped you off you came and you touched the tree all over the place he goes oh that's my trouble tree so i take all the frustrations i have at work and i leave i hang them so i when he was touching the branches he in his mind was physically hanging them on the tree like ornaments mm. he leaves all of his troubles from work on the tree because there's no reason to bring those troubles home to his family those were work troubles mm. he goes then the next morning when i leave the house i check the tree and i see if any of those troubles are still there and sometimes they are but they're always a lot smaller the next morning than they were when i hung them up the night before I like that. That's a really cool story. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so true. Like if we can just allow something to be there, accept it, it a lot of times will diminish yes. like in intensity and size. Um, and I think that this is like, when I was thinking about this and thinking about how people often try to just like fix it instead of just accepting it. Right. It's like trying to resist something does give it that power. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if I said to you right now, don't think of a pink elephant. What's the first thing you think about? Purple elephant. Of course, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) But that's like one of the things, right? Like if I say, don't think of this thing, you automatically start thinking about that. Like, don't think about an Oreo milkshake right now. Oh, that sounds delicious. Uh Aha, gotcha. (laughs) I just had to say Oreo. (laughs) It does sound amazing. (laughs) So... In the I, same I saw those, a commercial, like, it's, it's a terrible tangent, but I saw a commercial it. for Oreo Thins. What is the point of those? Well, you sent me a photo of those from the grocery store one day. <laughs> like Kevin had to go out and get something at the grocery store. And all of a sudden I get this text message that just is a photo of Oreo Thins. And he was just like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> why? why did you take something and make it crappier? <laughs> like, let's take the best part and just remove it. <laughs> awful. See, I disagree. I don't like the center as much. I think the cookie on the outside is the best part. <laughs> okay, but well, that's why I, I like the cake better than the frosting. And, and that's why when both of us get it served to us, we sit next to each other and mm-hmm. I get your extra frosting. It works out perfect. I know, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But like going back to like fixing things, you know, one more example that I like to throw in here is trying to fix a relationship instead of accepting it for what it is. Now, we all have these relationships in our lives, right? <laughs> Maybe it's your spouse that does something that drives you crazy. Maybe it's your kids that aren't listening to you at 13 like they used to when they were six, right? <laughs> like maybe it's your mom that is now retired and you thought was, was going to, you know, want to babysit your kids all the time. And all of a sudden she had decided she wants to have her own life, mm-hmm. not speaking on experience on any of these things, none by of the those. way, none, none of, them. of those at all. <laughs> right. But like, so oftentimes we want to fix things and make them go back to the way they were or fix things or um, just not accept that things have changed when in fact they all have. Right. And we think that there's something wrong there. If, if our daughter doesn't listen to us the same way she did two years ago, something's gone wrong. I have not done my job as a parent. I need to fix this thing. Or seven years ago. Or seven years ago, whatever <laughs> it was, right? Or six months ago. <laughs> but like, or instead I can just accept like she's 12, she's turning 13 and she's starting to un try to gain more independence. She's trying to figure out who she is and how 
our relationship works as mother and daughter and how she wants to respond to the rest of the world. And this is a very confusing time. And she's got hormones that are going on like all over her body that are raging and swinging moods from one thing to another. Right. And there's all these other things that are happening. Nothing has gone wrong here. There's nothing I need to fix. She's wonderful and she's developing and she's becoming the person that she's going to be. And all of these situations in her life are happening for her to help her grow. And so if I can just kind of accept it, like, yeah, this isn't my baby when she was six, right. Or eight or 10, this is my baby at 12 and turning 13. And she's still my girl, but our relationship is different now. And she doesn't need me the same that she as she used to. And I don't have to fix that. I can accept that. I can allow that to be exactly what it is and nothing's gone wrong. Yes. The acceptance, uh, even if there is something that will eventually work towards trying to like fix the situation, make the situation better, trying to, but it, does, um, it still doesn't need to be fixed. You also don't need to rush to try that's and fix true. anything. I think that's one of the big key things on this yeah. is like, there are certain things you know, we talked about, like having aches and pains, like you can't just accept an ache and pain, like, like aches. Sure. I've got a little bit of a soreness. That's something I'm going to work through and something like that. But pain mm-hmm. you, unless it's something super, super acute, like this was always the joke in my high school is it didn't matter what you had going on. When you went to the trainer, they would give you a bag of ice. Mm-hmm. Because with rare exception, that's going to be your best immediate course of action. Right. Like unless like you you lost a finger, that was always the joke of like, uh, hey trainer, um, my arm isn't attached anymore. Don't worry, I'll get you a bag of ice for it. <laughs> but outside and of wrap like, you in saran wrap, yeah, like, yes, always the saran wrap. But outside of like crazy things, just taking that brief pause to accept the situation mm-hmm. before you try and immediately jump into trying to fix anything is also a, a super key thing. Is that pause between recognizing it and then trying to do whatever it is. The acceptance, mm-hmm. that pause is super helpful. It creates some space to, to think. Yeah. But I also think that we have to consider or reconsider that word fix too, yes. right? Is like, this is not something that need to be, needs to be fixed because frustration is part of the running process. There are going to be runs that are frustrating and there's nothing you can do to fix it. Some days your body just doesn't want to cooperate with you. Some days it is hot and humid out and it's going to, you know, ahead of time, it's going to feel like mm-hmm. crap when you go out and run. And that can be frustrating for some people. Or you can just say, look, this is what it's going to feel like. It's going to feel like crap. And I'm just going to choose not to be frustrated about it. Right. Like you can just kind of accept that, like, I'm not going to feel great. And that might frustrate me. And that's just going to be how this run is going to feel today. Yeah. I mean, you pointed that at the beginning, like part of running is pushing yourself to challenging, Mm -hmm. challenging places. And it's not always going to be a smooth ride. Like your progression Mm -hmm. is not perfectly linear. There's going to be hiccups along the way. That's just what it is when you push yourself to a challenging place. You just hope that the super frustrating days don't pop out on race days. Like that's Mm -hmm. really what you have is just hope against hope that your frustration comes out on training runs. And then if you get enough frustration on training runs and then it happens on race day, you're like, Oh, I've, I've seen this before. Yeah. I know how to deal with this. I, I recognize it. I accept it. Let's move on to step three here. Yeah. Welcome it. But like, yeah, that just to, before we get into step three all the way, 
what you're saying is when you can start practicing, accepting these things that pop up during training runs, exactly when you're during the race and there's really nothing you can do to quote unquote, fix it. And you can just accept it and allow it to be there and keep going. Anyway, you're so much more powerful because you, you could let that frustration completely tank your entire race, or you can kind of just bring it along for the ride, which does take us to step three, which is welcome it. Right. So step one, notice it. Step two, accept it. And step three, get to the point where you can actually start welcoming frustration, right? Because so many of us want to just get rid of it, but unfortunately it always comes back. Right. And this is frustration boomerang. (laughs) It's the frustration boomerang indeed. Right. Um, because it's always going to be there so that what, if we can accept it and then start to welcome this as part of the learning process, think about how much power that then gives us again, right? Like we Mm -hmm. are all about helping to empower ourselves and you giving you the tools to empower yourself with ways to take some of these negative emotions, negative experiences, negative thoughts, and use them and turn them around into your favor. So what if we just decided that frustration is part of the growth and learning process and that it just naturally comes along with learning new things. That's what the learning curve is. Yes. That is the learning curve. Right. Um, Do you ever have a boomerang when you were a kid? I think I did. Yeah. One time I had a boomerang that I got at some, you know, touristy location, but I, don't think it ever worked. No, no. They're also super frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I had a boomerang. Well, I had, I had like the cheap one that was like plastic that I could mm-hmm. actually use. And then I had a fancy one that was actually from Australia yeah. that my dad brought back from Australia. Did you ever get it to work? Uh, no, he, he didn't allow me to throw it because he wasn't going to go back to Australia <laughs> and get another one. So that one just stayed. That was a souvenir. That was a souvenir and that was excellent. Excellent accent. I really hope we don't have too many Australians listening and canceling that one. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> don't don't be a part of cancel culture. No, it was beautiful accent you developed there. I love the Australian accent. It is um, the Siri voice on my phone. It is the Siri voice on your or it phone. It used to be. Am I British now? No, you're still Australian. Yeah. Yeah. that voice that you just did was not the serious voice on your phone though. Um, But the learning curve, I think is where I I try to tangent us there. The learning curve is, is much like getting in shape, not linear. Like you don't just continue to learn. Oh, I learned a step today. Now I learned step two tomorrow and step three the next day. It's not a perfect linear process. And frustratingly, sometimes it's really slow at the beginning. Like it, you don't look like you're making progress. Mm. It's you are, you are in fact stacking bricks, but it's, it's like, a, it's an exponential growth. Your first few steps look like you're doing nothing. And until you take like 10, 12 steps and you start actually climbing and seeing that increase in whatever skill you're working on, yeah. whether it's the acceptance of, of frustration within your body, whether it's training to run more, like whatever that area is, the learning curve starts so slow before it actually starts ramping itself up that you can see improvement along the way. Yeah. And I think that like, it's important for us to remember that the more we practice, the better we get at something, right? So the more we practice frustration and dealing with frustration and noticing it and accepting it and breathing through it and then welcoming it, the more equipped we then are to deal with frustrating circumstances that are going to come up in running and every other circumstance in our life, right? Like we can just see this as, as part of the practice, pro- practice process. Yes. The, yes. Yes. The process of practicing. The process of practicing. Pro- practicing feeling frustrated. 
and allowing it to be there. If anytime you go out and you, you get to challenges, whatever the challenging thing is that you're trying to do, there's going to be frustrations. Yep. In all areas of your life, parenting, frustrating, work, frustrating, running, frustrating, there's things that are going to come up. So if you practice dealing with frustration situations in one area of your life, and you're like, oh, I'm pretty good at dealing with things that frustrate me over here. Use the skills that you've got over there and bring them to a different area of your mm-hmm. life. If you can take the skills you've developed in running of dealing with frustration on a run that's not going the way you want and transition it over to you know, being a better parent, being a better friend being a better coworker, be, be like whatever it is, better yeah. team manager. Awesome. Like that's, that's a solid win. If you can take things that you've learned about how to deal with frustration in areas of your job and being like, man, sometimes I get really down on myself when I'm having a run that doesn't go the way I want. And I'm just so frustrated. I just Mm -hmm. beat myself up. If that's not how you deal with frustration at work, take your skill from work and bring that over to running. Like the, the skills go both directions. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful thing. Right. And so oftentimes, you know, when we feel frustrated, we can make it mean that something is wrong, right? Or we can choose to make it mean instead that we are on the right path. We can choose to make it mean that we're learning and that we're growing and we're getting out of our comfort zone. And that's what comes along with it, right? Frustration is part of getting out of your comfort zone and learning new skills. It's like when I decided I wanted to learn how to play the guitar about a year and a half ago. Um, oh, wow. It's coming up on almost two years now, which is crazy. But, but yeah, about two years ago, I decided I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And I have basically never picked up a guitar in my life. I didn't even know what a chord was. I didn't like, I knew I wanted to learn how to play it. Um, and I knew I loved music, but I couldn't read music. I couldn't do any of that stuff. And I didn't like the, um, So anyway, I found someone, a friend of mine that was able to teach me some chords on the guitar. And I remember she said something to me about like, um, okay, now, you know, we're going to do an A chord or whatever. So we're going to put it on the second fret. And I'm like, what's a fret? I don't know what a fret is. Yeah. Like what's like, I literally know nothing. Right. And so there was a huge learning curve. I know that the thing I'm holding is a guitar Mm -hmm. and that's it. And then I strum it. (laughs) And that I strum it. I knew that I had to strum it. And I knew that my fingers were supposed to do something up here on the (laughs) neck. It makes a weird claw up here. Yeah. (laughs) And so I didn't know um, really anything. And so my learning curve was pretty big. And when I first took the guitar, I literally, my fingers would not hold the strings at all. Like I could not physically make my fingers go into the right position and stay there to actually push down on the strings of the guitar. And there, I was so frustrated in that moment, right? Because I'm like, I just want to play that basic first chord, like that one chord, right? But my fingers were not strong enough to hold the strings down and strum. And like when I strummed, it just sounded terrible. Like it was like, tingy and tangy and all sorts of not right. Right. Cause you would strum and then she would strum. And I'm like, those don't, those sound, don't the same. sound the same. I did not say that out, out loud, but I'm over in the kitchen. Like mm, those do not sound similar mm. to each other. Yeah. And you know, so many times in my life, like growing up, when something started to get frustrating for me, when I dis- like, when I realized that like, it wasn't going very well, I would quit. And running, and this is one of the reasons that I love running now running is one of those things that has always kept me honest and always kept me humble. And it's something that I refuse to quit 
just because it gets hard, just because it gets frustrating, because I have grown so much in that process of not quitting, like learning not to quit when things get hard and learning to push through, even though it feels like crap, like learning how to adjust my training in a way that's right for my body. And like going through those like cycles of frustration when things aren't working the way that I want them to. Um, unfortunately I'm kind of in one right now. Like if I'm being completely honest with you guys, like my running right now is not feeling good. And I'm kind of in that place where I was just in a strength building cycle. I'm kind of getting back into like a mileage building cycle. Things are just not going well. I'm just not feeling great on my runs. And it is frustrating. I will tell you that I'm like, maybe I should just go back to strength. And it's like, no, 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 this is where we are right now. Right. It's, it's getting to that place where, I can allow the frustration to be there. And now I'm going to make some adjust adjustments to like accept where I am right now, accept that I'm kind of in this frustrating phase of my running for some reason. I don't know how long it's going to last, right? But I'm going to try to make adjustments to try to shorten the amount of time. But you know, ultimately it's going to last however long it's going to last. Yeah. That's, that's until I can figure it out. Yes. That's part of what makes it so frustrating is it's hard to see the end line Mm -hmm. of it is you're not sure when you're going to be to the other side of it. Yeah. But are you committed to the process? Yeah. Right. Like how dedicated are you? How committed are you to whatever your goal is? And are like, are you committed enough to allow frustration to be there? and still keep going, right? Like, let's bring it along for the ride. Let's bring some doubt along for the ride. Like, I doubt that I'm going to be able to achieve this goal, whatever goal you have, like right in the, in the back of your mind, maybe there is a little shred of doubt that you're going to actually be able to achieve that goal, especially if it's a big goal. All right, doubt, let's go, right? Let's come on along for the ride. You're allowed to be there and we're going to do it anyway, right? Frustration, you're allowed to be there. I'm going to keep going because I'm committed to doing everything I can to try to achieve that goal. That's why you need a little strength training because you're carrying doubt and frustration along the way with some of your goals. <laughs> and, and they can get pretty heavy sometimes. Sometimes. Right. And until you allow, like notice them, accept them, breathe through them, and then they start to get a little lighter. Well, yeah. Once you welcome them, sometimes yeah. they run along on your journey and you don't have to carry them and drag them kicking and screaming the entire time. Like mm-hmm. that's how frustration acts. Yeah. Like it's a whole lot easier. It's a tantrum. Yes. Like frustration is literally a kid throwing a tantrum like you've seen these parents in stores before maybe you've been one you probably don't want to admit to being one but dragging the screaming kicking kid out of the store that is not the easiest way to move a child Mm -hmm. but if you could just pause for a second except the kid is super frustrated and welcome the frustration for saying try and figure out where it's coming from Mm -hmm. like see what's going on Sure, you may still have a frustrated kid, but they might not be kicking and screaming. And eventually, you're going to be able to get out of the door without as much, you know, I don't know, force needed, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's like we all want to try to like muscle our way through things, right? Yeah, and especially uh, as runners, especially as runners, right? Like I was even talking to, we're starting to have some summer cross country practices with our high school kids, and. Um, one of the girls was kind of telling me about a bullying situation mm-hmm. that she was unfortunately involved in. And I said, well, what did you do? And she's like, I ran. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I just ran away. Like I ran away from the problem. And it's like so many times that's what I think we try to do as runners too. We try to just kind of run away from our frustration, run away from our problems. And I think that maybe some of you listening to this episode, even as we're talking about this idea of just accepting frustration and allowing it to be there and processing through it, 
that can feel very uncomfortable for you, right? Because you're like, I am running to try to get away from my problems. I'm running (laughs) to try to relieve stress in my life because running helps to just like, I can just run it all out, right? I can just leave it all out out on on the roads. And that maybe that works for you. And maybe that works, has worked for a while, but at some point that's probably going to stop working because oftentimes, like we've talked about in some recent episodes, if you use running as therapy and if you use running to try to get away from some of your problems and to kind of run out that frustration, a lot of times you end up pushing too hard too often. And that ends up injuring you or burning you out or making you feel really, really tired. And so then you're not making the progress that you want to make, which can then lead to more frustration, right? So you can see how it gets into this nasty cycle. So frustration cycle. instead, if you can allow frustration to be there and just kind of process through it, notice it, accept it, welcome it, then you can actually move forward from it and not let it be something that holds you back anymore. Actually allow it to be something that tells you that you're moving in the right direction. Like we said, you know, tells you that, yep, I'm, I'm, if I'm feeling frustrated, that probably means that I'm doing this right. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. This frustration can be a sign that things are actually moving in the perfect direction. Right. Sometimes not right. Sometimes they're a sign that you need to adjust and and make some changes. Like, especially um, like what we were talking about before with aches and pains, like you don't want to just ignore things and just accept them. Like sometimes it means that you do need to adjust, but that's when it gets, it gets, to be very important for you to have that honest check-in with yourself and say, okay, what is causing this frustration? What, what can I do about it? Is this something that I need to kind of work through and quote unquote fix, or is this something that I can just kind of like accept for now and just keep moving forward? Right. I mean, it's the, the difference between frustration at not making progress as fast as you want and frustration at an injury Mm -hmm. frustration, not making progress. You're just going to have to accept that frustration because the progress is going to happen at the speed that it happens. Frustration, because you have an injury, you can't push through it. You're just going to be like, oh, okay. But, but you do have to directly address the injury mm-hmm. and, and, you know, maybe take some time off. Yeah. Neither one of them, can you just like power your way through to the other side, but one of them has more of a fix. The frustration from injury, mm-hmm. you can fix the injury as best as possible. Sometimes it takes a little longer than you want, but right. there's still a, a more of a direct fix there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully that's not what you guys are hearing. Like, it's not that like frustration just means like, let's just keep going. Like there are definitely some times where it is important to kind of take that step back. And, and address what is actually causing that frustration. And then there are other times that you just kind of have to understand that frustration is going to be a part of the process yep. and, and that you just have to keep going. I think you got it. All right, cool. So that's what we have for you guys today. We hope that was really helpful because we know that frustration is one of those emotions that is universal in running and pretty much every other area of our lives. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you guys thought that this was helpful, we would love for you to share this with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever podcast player you listen to us on, because when you leave a rating and a review, it really does help us to grow the show and get this um, information in more people's ears to help more runners feel less frustrated and um, make better progress toward their goals. And that's really what we want to do is really help people to feel more empowered in their running journey and in the rest of their lives. So if you haven't yet, share this with a friend, write us a review. And also, 
if you haven't followed us on Instagram, head over to at real life runners on Instagram. And if you guys haven't claimed your free real life runner sticker yet for your water bottle, your journal, your laptop, wherever you want to put it, shoot me a DM with your mailing address. And I will be happy to send you a real life runner sticker that you can put on whatever you want. So, um, that's over at real life runners on Instagram. And like, like we said earlier in the episode, you can find us at real life runners on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all the good things. So come say hi. We love connecting with our listeners and we hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day. So as always, thank you for spending this time with us and for choosing to listen to the real life runners podcast on your run, on your commute or whatever else you're doing. This has been the real life runners podcast episode number 262. Now get out there and run your life.